You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 162 with Melissa Sharp. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am super excited to have my friend Melissa Sharp back on the show. We are going to do a two-part interview because when we get together, we end up talking a lot. And so with the holidays coming up, I know that you guys are running low on time. So I wanted to make them more bite-sized so that you could listen in. So we are going to be talking about hospitality and what that looks like and how it can go totally wrong too. I feel like a lot of us get stuck in hospitality thinking it has to be Pinterest perfect and everything has to be right. And really that's not what hospitality is all about. And Melissa is so good at being hospitable that I wanted her to come on the show and just kind of talk to us about the things that she does and what works for her so that it gives you guys some tips, um, especially as we go into Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all that kind of stuff. So I hope that you guys get inspired um, by our talk, but at the same time, it is super casual and it's just two friends talking and we just wanted to let you in on the conversation. And so I really hope that um, you enjoy this and you feel part of our friendship um, as we're talking. And so don't forget to listen to next week's episode, which will be episode 163. Hey, you guys, I have something pretty exciting that I want to share with you. So in October... I hit 50 pounds down. That's right. 50 pounds down in 10 months. And if you've been listening to this show for the past few months, I've been talking about my weight loss journey at the beginning of every show. But if you guys want to hear more of the details, make sure to tune in December because I'm really going to go into detail what really worked for me, what products I use, and what I've learned during the past 10 months. I've had so many women come up to me and ask me what I've been doing, and I do like to share with them how I started this journey to begin with. So if you want to know that, make sure you go to episode 112 with Amanda Nybert. I did her program, and that is really how I got the ball rolling, and I still use a lot of what I learned from her today. And so I would highly recommend her program. It's a seven-week online program, and I just feel like if you've been stuck and you need some accountability, structure, and help with meal planning, this is such a perfect plan for you. And not only that, but she has given she has given us a $10 referral code. Um, so you want to make sure you get that $10 off. So you need to go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean. And before you check out, you're going to see a box that says referral code. This is where you need to make sure you put in the code. And when you go to this page, you will see the codes, but just in case you want to hear it, the code is Mom, M O M, in order to get the $10 off. And when you make a purchase using my code, I do get a commission that helps support the show. But I wanted you guys to know that I only recommend products or services that I use myself. So that is why I don't promote a lot of different things on the show. So, you guys, if you have friends that are struggling with their weight, maybe you don't struggle with that, please make sure to share this with them. And let them know about the series that is coming up in December, because I know it can be very isolating when you're trying to lose weight, and I never want anyone to feel alone. Also, I just want to say, I know the holidays are coming up, and people are already probably thinking about Christmas cookies and all the things that they're going to eat, but I do want to say this. From experience, I'm glad I started when I did. There are so many reasons that I could have pushed it off and said, I'm not going to do it. My birthday's in January, and I started in January. I could have just said, 
well, I'll wait till this time. And I've done that too many years in a row. And just imagine starting 2020, 10 pounds down instead of 10 pounds up. I feel like it would really set you up for 2020 and really get you on a great path and feeling good about yourself. And so don't let the holidays get in the way of your goals. All right, let's go to the show. Hey, Melissa, I'm super excited to have you back on the show today. Hi, Amber. I'm excited to be here. So you've been on the show a few times, and I know I've asked you my travel um, question because most people know I'm a travel agent. And so I like starting off every show with an icebreaker on travel. But because we've asked you this question before, I want to change it up because we're talking about hospitality and friends and community and all that stuff. I thought I would ask you what vacation spot would you like to go to if you were to organize a girl's trip? Ooh, that's a really good question. I think I would like to go to uh, Turks and Caicos because the Kardashians make it look real easy and super fun. (laughs) People will be like, what show are we listening to? (laughs) Uh, We've just really gone off the track here and we haven't even started. Well, the thing... (laughs) The thing with the Kardashians and wealthy, very wealthy people is I I always think I just want to get on a private jet and not have to, you know, fly commercial. To me, it's like, who cares where we're going? The fact that I don't have to take my shoes off and walk through the security line and do all that is sounds amazing to me. And you're less likely to get sick. Yeah. And someone will bring me food and I'll be in a really comfy seat. Yeah. With a blanket. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like you're just sitting in your living room, but flying. Yes. Yes. That's what I want. Okay. That's what I would like. Just the plane. We don't have to go anywhere. (laughs) Melissa just goes and picks up all her friends everywhere. (laughs) We just fly around. We just fly around. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love it. Turks and Caicos is on my list and um, it's Mm. it's gorgeous there. And our agency sends people there all the time. And um, yeah. So especially with you living in Canada, it would be an amazing place to go in the winter to get away from the cold. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's it's the the tropical beaches, the water. I love I love the water. I think that the water is so mysterious. So anywhere I can go where there's an ocean, I'm happy yeah. to be there. Yes, yeah. I agree. Okay, so let's get started. Um, so for those of you that have not heard Melissa on the podcast before. Melissa, share with us a little bit more about yourself, um, what your name is, where you're from, how many kids you have, and then we'll jump into the show. All right. So Melissa Sharp, uh, I've got two young daughters now, uh, Avery and Rachel, and I am Canadian. So I live in a city that's just uh, about two hours away from Toronto, which most people know as um, a, a large city here in Canada. And I am a writer and a public speaker. I do lots of public speaking here and um, yeah. Working a lot with women, work a lot with women in ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring you back on the show. Um, You do deal with a lot of women and you are just surrounded by a lot of women, especially moms. And so I always Mm -hmm. love just getting your take on things because you have so many people that interact with you that ask you questions. And so um, I thought it'd be great to have you come on before the holidays, especially for um, Thanksgiving here in the United States. I know that it's already passed in Canada, but Christmas is coming. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to just talk about hospitality. And I think that so many people get stressed out thinking about hosting people at their house. And a lot of times, I think a lot of why they get stressed out is because of 
what you think hospitality is. And it's like you see it on Pinterest and everything looking so amazing and having a perfect house and all that stuff. But I wanted you to talk about your experience with hospitality. And when we did our series with Cultivating Our Village, we talked about how you're really good at having people over and what that looks like in your life. And so I want you to Mm -hmm. just kind of share with us like your thoughts on hospitality and where do you think we kind of go wrong with it and and how we can kind of I don't know turn the ship back around to to make it more what it was meant to be not so much just you know what does it look like in the magazines and stuff like that so what what for you does hospitality look like well i think we need to start really, Amber, with what maybe hospitality doesn't look like. And I think because we live in a first world nation, especially in North America, uh, we have an entire industry that's based on hospitality. And it's the hospitality industry. You know, that whole mentality of like, the customer is always right. And, um, you know, we have these uh, ideals of like perfectionism. And we have these expectations. And there's always an exchange. So when we look at hospitality, it's, you know, I give my money for a service and you make me feel good Mm -hmm. and welcomed, you know, wherever I am. But that's really not what true hospitality is. It's if, I mean, if we were to go to a third world nation, hospitality has a completely different look to it. Um, My husband has traveled several times um, to do, to film documentaries that he's done in some third world countries. And just the fact that you enter into the doorway of their home, the graciousness that people bestow upon you. I mean, these are people who literally have almost nothing or what we would call nothing. Mm -hmm. But to them, it's their whole world. And they're so happy to share it with you. No matter how little they have or how much they have, they want you to feel comfortable. And so when we look at true hospitality in our culture, we have to understand that it's not the external things, but it's the internal posture of our heart. And I think it's, do we have a hospitable heart? Are we creating an atmosphere where people feel warm and welcome around us or to be with us? You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes is from Maya Angelou. Um, And she had said, and tell me if you're familiar with this one. She says, uh, people won't remember what you said to them or, you know, what Mm -hmm. you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Yes. Right. And so if we can look back at our own lives, like I can probably pinpoint different markers in my life and people that have come in and out of my life. And I can remember how that person made me feel. Yeah. Right. So I, and how about you? Like you yeah. must. Yeah. I was going to, I didn't want to overlap on you, but for sure. I mean, there's this times that even people that you don't even know really well that like might've been in your life and they've said something to you. Like, here's an example. And so when I w- used to live in Michigan and I was working and um, there was this conference room and I would have to pass it a lot of times. And there was this window and there was, um, uh, there would be usually guys, it was a guy dominated uh, business. It was like, um, transmissions and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and so, but it was an office setting. And, um, so a lot of times if I passed the window, I would look into the, you know, I would look in and I would see my friend and I would just smile. Okay. And so mm-hmm. no, nothing crazy, right? I'm just like looking up, smiling, 
I waved, you know, but he's in a meeting. I can't just be like, eh, you know, and so <laughs> <laughs> when I left to move here to Nashville, he had said to me, I'm going to miss you walking by the window and smiling at me. And I just thought I would have never known that that mm-hmm. meant anything that like I like I was just, I was just being myself, right? I was just like smiling because it would just seem kind of weird that I'm walking because however he was probably facing, it was looking directly at me. So I was just kind of like, hey, and um, but that stood out to him. And even though for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, I, I would have never even known. Honestly, I wouldn't even known if you asked me like, oh, do you smile when you walk by that? I probably would be like, I don't know. Do I smile? And so um, even something as little as that yep. can play such a huge role. And I'm not even saying anything. And so. It really mm-hmm. does make a difference on um, how you make people feel, make them feel known or seen and stuff like that. So I totally and agree. I, yeah. And I would think that as that person on the other side, if you just walked by and smiled at someone, that you felt confident in yourself, that you mm. were a person who just who felt comfortable with themselves. Right. And I and I think it's really difficult for us to make other people feel comfortable around us if we're not comfortable with who we are. Well, right. Imagine if I was looking out down at the ground, like, you know what I mean? Like talking about like confidence. And I'm not saying that, oh, I had so much confidence then, but like if somebody else, like you're kind of just looking down and not really looking at anyone, right? Like what kind of impact would you make if you're just constantly looking at the ground? You know? Yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying. And I think that when we, I mean, it's just, it's just starting with that. It's just having a hospitable nature and the posture of our heart. I think that that's where it begins. Yeah. I I really do believe that when we step outside of ourselves, um, we can feel that contentment, right? We can feel content in different situations and circumstances of our lives. And I think that when we experience contentment, which we know that the scriptures talk about, right? And the apostle Paul talks about how I will, you know, be content in all situations and circumstances, but that is what leads us to experience gratefulness, which I know is a huge buzzword right now and understanding gratitude. And a lot of people are following through with gratitude journals and finding things for themselves to be grateful for each and every day. And I think it's so important. And that contentment leads us to experience that gratefulness. But when we are able to experience gratefulness and step into it, I think that gives us the freedom to be hospitable towards other people. You know, we just, we understand, you you know, the situation in our life and we know we're going through it and not everything lasts forever, but we can still choose to put a smile on our face and a genuine one. We can be grateful for the things that are in our lives, yeah, we we may be struggling with something or struggling with big things, yeah. but there are still things to be grateful for. And so when we experience that, then we let other people into the fold. Then we're not putting on that mask and hiding behind it, but we're letting other people in. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it kind of makes me think, too, about um, Jesus and um what would hospitality look like? And and I know that um, I'm going to ask you that question yourself, but I wanted um, to read a little bit from this book that my Bible study has been focusing on. And it's so funny because you and I had chatted earlier this week to kind of just go over what we wanted to talk about. And then later that day, I was looking through 
this book and it's by Paul E. Miller. It's called A Loving Life. I'll put it in the show notes. And it's really about in a world of broken relationships. And so when I opened it and I took a screenshot and I sent it to you um, saying, I can't even believe this is what I opened to, but mm-hmm. it talks about um, Luke 14, 12 to 14. It says, when you give dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers, or your relatives, or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. And I thought Mm -hmm. to myself, that is, like, we literally were talking about... Mm-hmm. inviting people over and stuff like that. And we're going to go into like, you know, you inviting people over and, and having um, an, an open house and stuff like that. But uh, another thing that it, it said a little bit further down, the secret to creating community, it says, who can I love? Who is left out? And mm-hmm. so um, I just think it's so easy to be hospitable to people that we know, people who are like us and that we get along with because we know that's going to be a lot easier. And, you know, as I've been um, talking with other women, you know, as the holidays are coming, people are talking about in-laws and stuff like that. And some people have really great relationships with in-laws and some people struggle with that. And, you know, you kind of just want to be like, oh, I don't even want to deal with it. But kind of like, how can we show, you know, love like Jesus would love. And so I wanted you to share with us your thoughts with um, how you think Jesus would define hospitality. Well, I I would define it as this. I think body language speaks a lot. I think that body language is an almost an art. And it's something that I I talk to my daughters about all the time because my youngest daughter in particular, and when she's angry at me and she crosses her arms at me or (laughs) she won't make eye contact with me, things like that. Mm -hmm. And body language speaks volumes. So I think one of my favorite uh, story, one of my favorite stories in the Bible that really spoke volumes to me as a woman, um, especially when I was doing a lot of research and living through Cultivating Your Village, that series that we did together. Um, just a, a small side note yeah. that is coming out in an ebook that's going to be available in the next few weeks on my website. Uh, just the response that I've had um, with with understanding a lot of people are struggling with how mm-hmm. do I create community and how do I cultivate a village around me? And I had to learn and I've lived through it. So I think one of my favorite stories comes from the woman at the well. And we understand, you know, Jesus and his disciples were coming through and they were coming into the town as disciples left him over by the watering well, and they were going to go into the town uh, to get some food. And Jesus was by himself and he walked over to the well and he saw the woman who was gathering her water. And we know that the conversation happened between them and, and all of those things. But what really stuck out for me is that he sat with her at the well. And when I picture that, I just picture him lowering himself physically, lowering himself down to her level. You got to think she's bending over the well. She's lifting up this water, hard work. She's probably sweaty. She's probably tired. And he sits down and I see him stretching out his legs and just speaking to her in such a manner that we know that he even 
rebuked her in the process of their conversation, right? And she said, you know, he called her out on, no, you don't have a husband. You've had five husbands and the man you are with now is not even your husband. And I'm sure that there was probably a lot of pain and a lot of shame that she was feeling in that moment. But his body language and the hospitality that he extended to her was enough for her to listen to his words, find value in them, believe that he was the Messiah, he was the Christ, and to go and tell all the others that he spoke into her life, he is who he says he is, and he knew all these things about me. And you also have to realize, too, the conversation, we weren't there. Many biblical scholars have argued that the conversation was probably a lot longer. You know, he knew intimate things about her that we see in the scriptures. That conversation had to have happened. And I think that he approached her with a hospitable heart. He automatically made people feel comfortable. If I mean, I know that I've gone through times when I, I, one of the hardest feelings that we feel as a Christian, as a Christ follower, is when we are feeling conviction for something. Mm. And there is no feeling in the world like the feeling of conviction. That's a feeling like nobody ever wants to feel because I believe that a convict, like a guilty heart can go on, but a convicted heart must change. And even taking a, uh, my convicted heart before Christ, as soon as you experience that warmth of his presence, there is such a hospitable atmosphere that it's like no matter what has been said or done, you are still welcome in Christ's presence. Mm. And if we are to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to extend that in this world, I mean, the Holy Spirit is, is a gift from Christ and we are filled with God's Spirit. People should feel warm and welcome and comfortable in, in our presence, no yeah. matter what the situation or circumstance. And that extends into not just the way we treat others, but opening our doors, letting people into our home and letting people into our life, really. Um, we had talked about like the messy dinners. Yep. But funny enough, um, so I've had, I've been fortunate enough to have a couple of friends come into my life that God's brought into my life. And my best friend, Erin, uh, her and I pretty much raise each other's children. We have four young girls between us. Our husbands are very close and we do life together. That's how we look at it. We do life together. And just this morning, uh, I saw her and she said, well, my husband's going to be away tonight. And, mm. and my husband is actually um, working on some heavy deadlines. Mm. So it was like, what do you have in your fridge? What do I yep. have in my fridge? <laughs> and we'll throw together dinner. And that's what it looks like. It's not... Um, me making place cards in the kitchen, right. yeah. you know, 20 minutes before people show up at my house. It's just when my front door opens, how do people feel when they step into my home? Yeah. It's yeah. creating an atmosphere. So that's yeah. what hospitality looks like to me. It's... yeah. Well, and I wanted to talk to you too about, um, you were talking about you having a Bible study at your house and mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that you had moms over that had small kids. Well, even though your daughters are young, they're in school all day. And I yes. said, you know, it's really great that you're having moms over that are in different life phases. And we have talked about that 
in other episodes about reaching back to the moms behind us, right? And so this is where I see that happening. Um, So, you know, for those moms too, that just kind of feel like they have a tug at their heart to open up their house and they're just like, I don't know what to do, or I feel like I need to make it perfect or make it amazing. What advice would you give them? Because here you are like having people come over to your house, you know, and you have, they have little kids and stuff like that. And so it's probably not the most ideal situation in the sense of, you know, they're not in the same life phase for you. So really you're kind mm-hmm. of blessing them by having them over. Um, I'm sure you get blessed by them too, but um, it's easy to say, you know what, we're not in the same life phase. So I'm really not going to, I'm not going to invest as much into this person because, you know, they're just in yeah. a different life phase, right? And so it's it's easier yep. to, to be with people who get what you're going through at that moment. But that's not what we're, we're not called to always, you know, be like, well, that's good for me and to be comfortable all the time. So what's your thoughts on that? Well, again, you just mentioned the three steps. So, um, and I love that. I love that you remember that I, that I've taught on that so many times that I really do believe that we are responsible to reach out to the mom who's three steps behind us while we're reaching forward, not just the mom, but the woman who's three steps ahead. Right. So, Yes, I do. I God has put me the call on my life is I have a real heart for moms. Um, I, yes, I work in women's ministry and I work in all different realms of women's ministry. I am in a season of life where I do have young children and I'm right in that trench. We've talked about that. I'm right in that trench, yep. but I don't have toddlers or babies anymore. And I feel like those moms, especially moms with really young little kids, Mm -hmm. when you surround yourself with other moms who are in the same season of life from you, uh, sorry, of you, then you really don't have a lot of wisdom and knowledge to draw upon. You're Mm kind of just troubleshooting together. You're just in it together. (laughs) You're just in it together. But then when you have a mom who's just a few steps ahead of you, a few years ahead of you, who can look at you in all seriousness with a calm voice, a gentle touch and say, your kid is fine. You're Mm -hmm. not going to be here forever. You're going to be able to deal with this problem. This is what worked for me. It doesn't work for everybody, but let me just show you how I learned to do it. Or, you know, this is, this went totally sideways and backfired on me. So don't do what I did. Or, you know, we, we all need that. We need that, um, person who's going to stand beside us and cheer us on. Yeah. Because really at the end of the day, we're all just trying to raise decent human beings. Right. You know, I've always made the joke. It's a terrible joke, but I said, as long as my girls don't end up on a real housewives franchise, I think I'm doing okay. Even though we're referencing the Kardashians and their private jet. (laughs) We're just keeping it real, people. We're keeping it real because the reality is, is most, we all know who they are. Why is it that we all know who they are? It's because it's their, it's the culture that we live in. Mm -hmm. Is there anything wrong with that? No. Keep your eyes and your ears open. Be aware of what's going on around you. Should we try to emulate that or try to live a life like that? No. A lot of that's not real anyways because it's on television. It's for entertainment. Why do we measure ourselves up against that all the time? Hey, you guys. So make sure to tune in next week for part two to hear the rest of the conversation with Melissa and I. Hey, you guys. Have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email, 
and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.